0: Hey Megan, how cool is this? We're starting a podcast. Yeah, this is our show. It's our show for the (laughs) Wilmington Chamber. We're going to get to communicate with business people in the community about why the chamber matters and what the chamber does. I mean, you know this, but there are a lot of business owners out there who don't realize that we're not part of government.
1: Right. We collaborate with government. We'll talk about that, but
0: Mm -hmm. uh, but that we are a not for profit membership association for businesses Mm -hmm. that they join, and there are benefits to that. Uh, membership investment that they make in our organization, and we have bylaws, and we have committees that they can participate in, um, you know, a chamber, our chamber, gosh, uh, over a 155-year-old chamber here, the oldest chamber in the state of North Carolina. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm ready to play uh, Chamber of Commerce Mythbusters with you and talk about... (laughs) what it is we actually do, and and what it is we don't do, and um, kind of get into the nitty-gritty. You get the real story about the Chamber of Commerce today. Absolutely. So, tuning
0: in. So, speaking of that, so Mm -hmm. you've been on the staff team now for just a little over two years, Mm -hmm. and you would never really been associated with the Chamber prior to that. So, what are some of the biggest surprises for you, either that we do do or that we don't do?
1: Um, I think what has been uh, a pleasant surprise to, to learn and better understand is that each Chamber of Commerce is really different. And it's a reflection of the membership and it's a reflection of the staff. Um, and as collaborative as Chambers of Commerce can be in each community, uh, what we're working on is all very different. And, and it's kind of like uh, my background in franchising where, where you know we are similar, we don't necessarily all have to march the same way. Um, So what the U.S. Chamber of Commerce does or what North Carolina Chamber of Commerce does may not make sense. What what a beach Chamber of Commerce is doing may not make sense for us. And so um, that's been really interesting uh, to kind of better understand. Um, I think the other really interesting part for me and my personality and what motivates me is just uh, really getting to know our members better and the businesses that they run and, and all of the knowledge that they have and how it contributes to the work that we do in advocacy and connecting businesses. Um, what's, what have you said before? You said something to me when I first started working at the Chamber of Commerce about uh, what you know. That I'm an inch deep and yeah. a mile
0: wide. I know a little bit about a whole lot of things, but we have members who know a whole lot yeah. about all of those things. And, and when we need that expertise, it's it's a look at the directory, make yeah. a phone call. Yeah. It's a great resource to have.
1: Yeah, it is. And and I guess that's why I say each chamber of commerce is different. Um, I, I don't have a policy program that's shoved down at us from on high. It comes from below and to the side. And um, it comes from the members and, and what we have to do for our unique community. So uh, that's a myth
0: that um, that we should bust every chance we get. Mm-hmm. Um, every local chamber of commerce is a separate entity. Right. We, we are not a, a part of the state chamber of commerce or the U.S. chamber of commerce, except that we are investor members in those organizations. Yeah. And so the state chamber, the North Carolina Chamber of Commerce, gives us great. Intel and research on state policies and how we might uh, make state policies even better for business growth. Right. Same with the U.S. Chamber, but we don't have to agree with them. Uh, we are unique uh, as a Wilmington Chamber of Commerce from say the Raleigh Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerce, and so we we get to be hyper focused on the local level. And uh, the Raleigh Chamber is not likely to advocate for uh, renourishing our beaches. Right. However, the, the, the highest number of property owners in New Hanover County on the beaches comes from the Triangle Counties, especially mm-hmm. Wake County. So the Raleigh Chamber should care <laughs> about right. re our beaches, but that's not a top issue for them. Mm-hmm. It is for us. Making sure those beaches remain um, uh, an asset for our tourism economy is critical. But that's right. one of those myths that, that the State Chamber or the U.S. Chamber tells us what to do. Right? Nope, our local board does.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's been um, interesting and and um, really exciting for me to really better understand how our policy agenda is shaped and 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 all the thought uh, that goes behind it. So yeah.
0: sure. So speaking of advocacy, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, gosh, I've been um, a lobbyist. Don't tell anybody; it's a bad word sometimes for some mm-hmm. people, but not really. So um, I've seen myself as an, an advocate, an educator, and salesperson on issues that. Uh, impact business and business growth right um, at the state federal and local level in and, and several different communities now um, for over 30 years mm-hmm. and so I I instinctively know a lot about where policies ought to go and um, if I feel like a bo- elected body and elected body is going down a wrong path I, I can pretty quickly figure that out and try to offer that uh, advice and counsel And um, and yet you know times change Mm -hmm. and priorities change for for employers and where the focus should be changes and so that's why every year we go through a process with Mm -hmm. our public policy committee and our partners around the community to let us know what what they are working on that might need policy changes that would help us impact our local ability to grow business because
1: that's what we're here for what's our vision megan um, our vision is to grow the business community. Oh gosh!
0: <laughs> it's to promote prosperity <laughs> by cultivating business growth. And that wasn't fair that I threw Megan <laughs> under the bus that way. She's <laughs> not part of our program. <laughs> <laughs> it, it usually rolls off her tongue, but mm. she's uh, she's a little bit focused on what we wanted to talk about today. So that was a catch mm. question. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. You, I won't. I won't. Um, docu- et- cut. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a part of my quiz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we take the, that input uh, into the public policy committee and spend time making sure that it does align with mm-hmm. the chamber's mission, right, and vision. It's um it's challenging. Uh, you could relate just about everything that happens in a community that's policy uh, or governmental oriented and turn it into an issue the chamber should take on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the chamber doesn't stay keenly focused on business growth, then we're not contributing to eradicating poverty if we're not focused on business growth. So, so other entities should be keenly focused on their mission, and we play supporting roles in their work, mm-hmm. but we're not the lead in the in that work. And, um, and so, again, um, it's about growing jobs in this community. It's about getting people, you know, Able to do that work. So let's talk a little bit about some of our initiatives, Megan. Yeah. Where would you like to start? Which what do you? What's one that really gets you excited?
1: Um, well, yesterday I graduated from a leadership development program. You did, Wilma graduate. Yeah, Yay. yeah, and the Wilma Institute now. <laughs> so um, Wilma Institute graduate. And so um, I guess what the leadership development piece is really interesting and critical for me. I know what I've gained from that program. So, so talking about the role the chamber plays, I guess in leadership yeah. development, we,
0: um, we have the longest serving leadership development program in the community. The mm-hmm. Wilmington Chamber uh, develops implements Leadership Wilmington every year, where um, thirty to thirty five uh, people in our community spend nine months together learning about our community, uh, different aspects. One day could be about art and culture and history, and another day is about health and human services. And you think about how broad those differences might Mm -hmm. be, and yet giving them this true overarching view of our community allows them to focus on where they want to give back to the community. And then alongside all of that learning, they also get to participate in some pretty amazing professional development exercises to better themselves individually, to contribute more even to the company they work for. Uh, There are other opportunities that we sometimes informally engage in, uh, maybe we'll engage in more in the future, but they have to do with uh, development of young leaders, Um, certainly development of elected officials that have an appreciation for making bold decisions and uh, those decisions that will continue to uh, support, again, the growth in our economy that leads to growth in jobs and then gets people out of poverty. Uh, We need elected officials that will make those decisions, and then we need Uh, business people in this community to back them up Mm -hmm. and stand up beside them and say thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. I've been in this community for 20 years, and I think one of the takeaways, even people who've been here for a long time, could get from a leadership program like that is uh, the network and the people that you get to meet. These aren't typically people you're meeting at a networking event after hours, and so um, developing more relationships in the community uh, with other people who are interested in leadership roles Um, certainly great investment yeah that also um, kind of is um, the two other of our uh, key initiatives
0: that tie back to that one is talent development and -hmm. and another is our diversity equity and inclusion work that we're doing those Mm -hmm. excite me yeah
1: Yeah. talk to me about charlotte why do you why uh, how did you end up focusing on dei in wilmington
0: Oh, wow, thank you. Um, you know, as I got here, uh, I was in a lot of rooms with a lot of people who look like me. Mm-hmm. And um, reflecting back on the just true diversity in the Charlotte business community, it kind of started making me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. And got lucky and uh, met a, a young African American woman, businesswoman, dynamic Tracy Newkirk. And I don't have to tell everybody who she is because she's very well known in our community and her passion for. Ensuring that we create a black middle class in Wilmington like we've had in the past, mm-hmm. and to get past uh, and to and to face face head on some of our our historic issues in this mm-hmm. community around race, but to but to also move past them and get back to what life was like in 1897 is what Tracy likes to say. So that excites yeah. me, and has expanded to the Latin American community as well. And and I am excited about how that could um, expand into other. Ethnic groups, as well as uh, potentially specific industry councils, that we can help people feel comfortable in their in their in their in their space, and then give them a broader connection to the rest of the business community, because that's what we bring as the yeah. chamber.
1: You know? Yeah, I guess that's another chamber myth yeah. to bus, yes. right, is that. To be a member of the Chamber of Commerce, I have to be a major employer. Right. I have to be a Fortune 500 company. Right. Uh, And I don't think that's the case at all. We have close to 950 business members, and many of them are are small and mid-sized companies that are um, just looking to connect or looking for the advocacy work that we do. And so, um, yeah. I'm excited about what we might be able to do
0: in 2022 around um, true talent development, um, expanding on some of the apprenticeship, internship, Pilots that we have going with New Hanover County, mm-hmm. um, and the role that we play in in making sure we have a quality of place. Because mm-hmm. while it is about jobs, it's also about uh, attracting and developing and retaining the talent. And it it takes a lot of different things to be able to retain different talent. I live, you know, in a home quarter acre lot with a fenced in backyard. Mm -hmm. When my son graduates next year, I want to live in a condo in a high rise downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, so we have to have both of those options. And, uh, and, and uh, I want to be able to walk to the Live Oak Bank Pavilion at Riverfront Park and then walk to Seabird to eat my oysters before I go home and things like that. So um, we have a lot of chamber members that I could um, benefit <laughs> from yeah yeah
1: yeah. So you yeah. so talk about um, retaining people in our community and helping to continue developing people. What are we What are we doing next year when it comes to small business retention? I'm excited about economic development too. Our our buddy Josh Josh Hallingsey, joined the team back in mm-hmm. November and
0: he's going to do a phenomenal job making sure we are paying closer attention. So business retention and expansion, making sure that those businesses that are in our community and they don't have to be chamber members. Right. Um, but that they are potentially like at this precipice for phenomenal growth or stagnation or they might leave the community. Well, we don't want either of those second things to happen. And so having Josh as a resource to help those business owners get connected to what they need to make sure that that is an uphill climb as opposed to an exit or a downhill Fall and um, I'm excited about what he'll be able to to do there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we'll get to hear a little bit more from Josh maybe in a future episode. Yeah, bring him in. Yeah, we'll yeah. tease everybody on that. Yeah, and
0: then finally, I just I have to I can't I can't end this first episode uh, of of 2021 that will turn into a 2022 um, series that we star in that we the Chamber of Commerce star in um, to, without saying bridge. Right. <laughs> my my friends and colleagues and my board members mm-hmm. would be very disappointed if I didn't mm-hmm. talk about the need for investing in infrastructure, yep. and that's across the board. It's <laughs> know, right? it's, it's streets, it's um, it's sidewalks, it's bike paths, it's um, it's also relocating rail from downtown so that it doesn't Im- impact mm-hmm. our ability to get around town. And then um, and then it, the most important in my mind right now is ensuring we have a plan right. to replace the Cape Fair Memorial Bridge as it's um, not going to be able to accommodate 80,000 cars uh, much longer. And that's what we are expecting because uh, New Hanover County can't house all of our talent.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Commerce does not know a county line mm-hmm. and neither do people's commuting patterns. And so right. we have to make sure that bridge that connects us to all points west um, is, is a fantastic bridge
1: that can accommodate all of that. growth. Yeah, ready for a showpiece. I know, right? Keep talking about the bridge. That's right. So we get where we're trying to go. That's right. Mm
0: -hmm. Megan, this is fun. Thank you for making this happen. Megan, she's a rock star negotiator, and we're really excited about the role Signal Fire is playing in our community and their willingness to help us create this podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time.